your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. Thanks to our friends at Cantex Roofing and Construction for sponsoring this podcast. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Level, how are we doing today? Yeah, happy 2024 to everybody. I know it's... uh... Yeah. We already did one of these in 2024, but then thank you to the folks at uh, Cantex for being a part of uh, the show with uh, Woodman and I. Um, yeah, doing good, man. Um, hard to beat, uh, hard to beat that feeling when you go uh, win, win a big game on the road against a rival. Um, you know that uh, that's a good way to start out your conference season for sure, and uh, I think it, it definitely changes the conversations around your program, uh, at least for the short term. Um, sure. You got to go validate it now and. And, and, and all those things but uh yeah that was a heck of a way to start out uh, the conference season and in what is likely your last trip to austin from a basketball standpoint for a good long while at least sure. against texas um so um uh yeah i mean uh all, all good there all right you got to help me keep it in perspective because i want to you know just run around going crazy over the wind yeah. and be excited Understand. But it is one of 18, but that one of 18 is a road win over a ranked team in the Big 12. That doesn't happen too much. So how how can I uh, not celebrate too much and, and well, keep this one down? It's the best one you've had this season. Yeah. Um, I think it made some news around the country. However, I think a lot of people are pointing to it going, see, we said Texas isn't very good. You know, and and I think all of those things can be true here. True. Uh, I don't, you know, Texas doesn't have a great resume right now. I think a lot of people were like baffled and did not understand why they were ranked where they were. Yeah. Their resume didn't didn't support it. Uh the the, the two teams that they had played that are any good, uh UConn and Marquette hammered them. And those two teams are really good now. So um, and so Texas is still talented. They're just not, you know, we talked about this maybe on, on the, the last time we did one of these on the show, uh, earlier this past week, I guess Texas isn't, they're not like, they don't have a bunch of NBA dudes on their team right now. Right. There's not a bunch of one and done types or a bunch of NBA talent or whatever. They've got pros. They've got talent probably on paper, more talented than you, but it's not your typical, Texas team uh, that we've we have seen, so they're just kind of figuring it out. They're kind of meh a little bit, but again, I still they were seven point I think favorites over you. I think that's about right, six and a half seven points. And I thought you you largely controlled this game. Um, you're, you know, the the two guards for each team kind of cancel each other out in this one. And here's where here's where you won this game that that shocked me in some ways is that. Minus Kerr and Walton scoring one single point, your yep. role players and your depth, which I think is a as a concern for you, they were better than Texas's, and that's what really surprised me, uh, because you, you're you're missing some depth minus Devin Cambridge, and so everybody's had to move up. 
Herbert Walton has been playing unbelievably well lately. He doesn't score a point in this game in, I think, 28 minutes. But it was it was guys like Lamar Washington and Robert Jennings that combined for nine points. It's uh, it's it's Chance McMillan with his usually pretty steady game off the bench. And so, you you know, your bench scoring, it was a lot. But, you know, typically, typically that's the thing is that the role player plays better at home. And yeah. a role player typically doesn't play as well on the road. Yeah. And that's what slants teams' home records. And, and, all, and really, this is across the board in all sports. It's like your dudes, your dudes typically play at the same level all the time, which makes them like a dude. I mean, like a right, you know, like your your best guys. But it's the, it's the other folks that kind of elevate. Typically, they do this at home more so than the road. But it, this was this was the opposite in Austin. And now you've won five of six there. You've won eleven of the last fourteen against these guys. Um, you now have a quad one win on your resume, your first one. Uh, your your net has gone from fifty three to I think like thirty six. Mm-hmm. You're in the top thirty of the Ken Palm rankings, and so you know. But it's all short lived if you don't win a very winnable game versus Oklahoma State on Tuesday night. Got Welcome to. to the Big Twelve Conference. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. I mean, Really, the, the two games they, they, they've all been in the Big 12 conference. You have two. I mean, you, you get what I'm saying, but you know, I, just yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the two games you got coming up, though, they, they, you got to really win both of them. I'm not saying that you, if you lose one, then your season's over, or you're not going to the tournament, but th- these are both very winnable games. Oklahoma State, especially, but Kansas State hasn't been just the Kansas State that they were last year either, up to this point. This is a if you want to be a tournament team, you've got to protect home home court. And I think that's where you, you've got – you look at these next two. You stole one, if you want to look at it that way, at it that way on, on the road in Austin, and you're giving yourself a pretty good chance to be 3-0 and in Big 12 play. Most coaches, they typically, like, break the – they break the schedule down into like uh, mini seasons, mm-hmm. if you will. And you, you, you can kind of pick an arbitrary number and, and sometimes it just lays out basically home and road or kind of however you want to divvy it up. A lot of times coaches are like, Hey man, let's, let's take these, these in two week increments, you know? Um, yeah. And I don't necessarily know how Grant feels about like how, but most coaches, they all look at, yes, they look at game to game. Don't misunderstand. Nobody's looking ahead. But you also kind of, you know, break the season down in in, in a shorter time frames. And then you just kind of attack those. It's kind of like a game. Hey, let's win the first four minutes. Yeah. Okay. Let's go win the next four minutes. Okay. Well, your first four conference games, you, the way it laid out, two what you thought pretty difficult road trips, Austin and Houston, and then two very winnable home games. So at the very minimum, we kind of had said, I think on last week's uh, podcast, you needed to be two and two through those yep. first four to to really maintain kind of your, your relevancy or to maintain uh, you know a shot at a at a bid or to, or to main you know whatever. And if you were to get to three and one. Then you look at it and go, okay, like now, now you've probably been a bit better than what you would have thought. Okay. Then once you get through that first four, 
you can't okay look at the at the next four um but if, if you're yeah yeah I, I think i'm with you and that now that you look at it you won the first one if you're if you're two and two after these first four which you could easily be this sure Sure. Don't don't get you don't get it twisted. It's not like you're not a lot better than Oklahoma State or Kansas State. You're just not. Right. Um, there's not as much margin for error. Now, if you play lights out and you play your best game and it's at home, yeah, you're probably gonna hammer one of those two teams, if not both. But there's gonna be a night where the shots don't go in, or you know, how how else are we getting to this win, fellas? You know, what what else, you know, we're turning it over more than than we're used to. Um so I, I say all that to say, yeah, these are these are validation type wins, but you only get so many opportunities at home against against beatable teams, and you better take advantage because you're only going to get so many of them. You have increased your margin for error because you went and got one on the road, but you could give it right back if you go lose one of these two home games. But, but again, Kansas, I mean, and the Kansas State game is fascinating because Grant's going to see his former player over there. And then there's going to be some, there's going to be a lot of dynamics and emotions in that one. Yeah. Uh, just because of that with Tyler Perry, just that side story alone. And then there's not any animosity there. Sure. Uh, or anything, but you, you've got two guards that I think you really believe in. And so, but, but that's this weekend. Uh, you're, you're worried about Tuesday night, first and foremost. And I just watched an Oklahoma State play uh, or team play uh, over the weekend that gave Baylor all they wanted a Baylor team that a lot of people feel like is a two seed or a three seed. If the brackets were to come out right now and they Oklahoma state guarded the perimeter like crazy. Uh, yeah. They took them to overtime. And if not for a couple of careless turnovers, but Oklahoma state at the in overtime, Oklahoma state might've been uh, making some major news uh, over the weekend by their results. So yeah, buckle up, folks. Uh, here we are. The home crowd is needed, and you've got to hold serve at home, but won't be easy. Have to, but dad gum it, level. <laughs> I just, I just love, uh, I love beating the Longhorns. There's just something special about it. Oh yeah, that I, yeah. I mean, there was you're not so much get fun. Too many more times to do that. Yeah. No, no, doesn't matter what it is. If it's basketball or football or tiddlywinks, I'm, I'm wanting to beat the Longhorns pretty bad. I knew you were about to say tiddlywinks. How did and you when's know the that? Last time? When is the last time you've played that? Isn't that where you have the little cup and the little plastic chips and you kind of pop it on the felt yeah, wheel and try to flip I it got, up? I got to be honest. Right? I'm, not, I'm not sure how, what exactly deadly wings are. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't uh, care. I want to beat the Longhorns if, if we're playing anything. So tiddly, wings, <laughs> tiddly Winks, I think, is like you take this little, this little tiny plastic cup and it's like you have to play it like on a felt table, like some sort of table with some give to it. Okay. I think and you like take these little plastic it's like a coin looking thing on another coin and like you you, you like you, you click it or, or on the edge of it and you like it, it makes it come up off of the table and you try to pop it up i into think the, i know what you're talking about yeah. yeah it's kind of like jacks okay. with yeah the rubber Coins. ball and like the jacks and you try to bounce it and pick up as many jacks before it bounces again all that uh all that kind of stuff but yeah tiddlywinks man but yeah you knew up, i was gonna man. say that you knew I was gonna yes, say. I, I was. If, if you'll watch this back, whenever you, you'll watch my mouth, almost kind of doing. I was okay. about to bring up Tiddlywinks uh, because <laughs> well, I I wasn't sure if you were going to say it or not, truthfully. Well, but I was going to say it if you didn't. You um, know, I should have gone with leg wrestling because I have done that more recently at uh, <laughs> at the Woodman family gatherings over Christmas recently. Of course, no yeah. no surprise, I'm sure, but uh, definitely 
Definitely beat the brothers out in some leg wrestling. Sell uh, sell tickets to that next time, and uh, <laughs> I will uh, I will purchase uh, said admission for sure. Well, okay, I'm sure I'm sure that's what everybody's <laughs> dying to see. <laughs> so, uh, great fun stuff on Saturday night, um, but there was some negative news uh, in the light for Texas Tech basketball throughout or during the week. It was rumors a lot, and then a. Then um, Myron Metcalf of ESPN reports or puts out a report of a lawsuit that's uh, gone, a civil lawsuit that's gone against Pop Isaacs um, for a incident that happened in the Bahamas. And Texas Tech responded with a statement um, that says that they reported this as soon as they became aware of it after the Bahamas trip. They gave it to Title IX, which you may help me out if I say anything wrong here, but Title IX is a completely separate entity from the athletics department. Texas Tech's Title IX is just completely separate. So they turned that over to Title IX, and Title IX has told Texas Tech Athletics that Pop Isaacs is still in good standing and is still should be playing. Have I missed anything there? Yeah, you know, uh, anytime there's um... – there's some of these instances that pop up or whatever um there there you know it, title nine gets involved whether it's you know uh like a, a sexual assault case you know jet duffy's situation yeah. you know was and, and the title nine offices is independent from yeah the athletic department and actually the university um okay. because i think like if if there were to be like a a student right. uh, altercation or in question, I think right, Title IX would, would be involved there too. Uh, anything involving one of the uh, a Texas Tech student, I think every campus in the country has a Title IX office. And yeah, athletics doesn't have anything to do with it, um, uh, nor does the, the the university administration technically have anything to do with it. Just because you you don't want to, uh, there there is, there needs to be no swaying of an investigation. Sure, and that, that's the reason that it's. Um, you know, like, hey, we'll let you know what we found. Here's what we're going to need to talk to these people, and then they just investigate it, and then they determine, you know, what what they find and make a judgment. And I think that this is what's gone on at Texas Tech, and uh, Pop is still in good standing, and he's starting, and he's he's going to continue to play. People have had questions like, well, how is he going to be able to still play? As far as I know, um, I don't know what the next step here is there that would, uh, unless something else were to come out. Um, I don't know what would, uh, and obviously Texas gave him the, uh, every time he touched it, they gave him the, the, the boo, uh, you know, you know, boo treatment and all that every time he touched the ball and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, pro- probably, uh, a lot of emotions going on with that team and it's a credit to Grant, like that they've kind of stayed together and, um, and you're not listening to a lot of this outside noise, probably very difficult on pop and, and who, you know, the, the the folks in the midst of the investigation on their side of it too but that's i guess the courts play that one out i, I don't know yeah what, what what i'm not a, i'm not gonna break it down legally because i don't know i don't that's not my i don't know the civil system the criminal system and all the things but uh, this is a civil suit i don't know there's no charges filed or anything like that but anyway it's uh yeah, that that's all I know to say about it. Really, I just go off of the fact that they, it was it was brought up, it was reported, it was investigated, and then here we are. And um, yeah, I, I guess that's uh, that's the extent of my knowledge on it. I don't know you can add anything else that you want, but uh, that's all I would know to say on it. 
Yeah, I don't really have anything to add. It's just you're you're sitting there. It's not a good look for the university. Um, it's not a good look for Pop Isaacs. It's not a good look for anybody involved. Um, but at the same time, if they're telling you he's supposed to play, they're I, I don't know what else to to comment on it. And I guess you just let things play out. Um, I think it does yeah, make a you difference. Can, well, because I could file a civil suit on you. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, you know, for just being a, a, a knucklehead in general and like that's not you, you haven't committed a crime or for being a knucklehead. And I, you know, but, you know, so that that's what I think people have to remember is that this is a civil suit. Anybody can file a civil suit against anybody, but it's obviously was reported by on a national platform and some with some details in there. And that's up to other people to decide uh, where the what what's legal not legal right wrong whatever all all we can get into here is that hey man if he's playing basketball we will analyze his game his team's game and and, and all those things and we'll just leave it leave it at that but yep. uh yeah it's it's just bad it's bad pr you know i mean you yep. don't you don't want things like that said about you i mean you wouldn't want uh to be a civil suit filed for being a knucklehead would you or would you nope. care i well no i'm not i mean it's not my know, preference because you, you just said I was leg wrestling at the uh, at the family gathering. I mean, see, this is this is grounds for is that grounds? Uh, yeah. I mean, I no, did, just, I did. No, I don't want to make light members. of. of so, okay, I don't want to make light of the whole thing. But anyway, no, I, but I, I uh, yeah, I, I think I think you're right though. The civil versus criminal um, is a massive difference. If it was a criminal investigation, I think you probably. I'm guessing here, but I think you probably would see a uh, suspension pretty immediately with a criminal investigation versus civil. It does does make quite a bit, quite a difference in this situation. Um, okay, back to the basketball. And then there's a, um, a couple of portal questions and, and football type of stuff as Tech landed another uh, portal player. But uh, last basketball question, this one's from Kelly on Twitter. He says, if Kerwin Walton doesn't get going offensively in Big 12 play, level who is your next option well it's just one game <laughs> i mean and kerwin had been really really good uh leading into this game but he doesn't it, it's not you know it can't go unnoticed that he plays 28 minutes i think in this game it doesn't score mm-hmm. and you know did, did he turn back into a pumpkin um it was this a, an anomaly uh, i don't i don't know but there's really isn't another option um you know he's gonna have to be at some level part of it and and again we broke down like your your role players and like Jennings and Lamar combining for nine points you know had Kerwin scored nine and and those guys scored zero you probably wouldn't have thought anything of it and, and looked at Jennings and Lamar going okay don't they have to score some or we're going to be in trouble? And so as long as somebody's giving it to you, uh, because your two guards are going to score, I think Chance McMillan has got a chance to to, to score. And then obviously with Darion and Warren and, and guys like that. But, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I'm I not ready to to panic on Kerwin just yet, especially with two home games, because where he's been really good at home. Uh, now, you, you you look up and he doesn't score against Oklahoma State or Kansas State. Yeah, then, then you, you may have a bit of a problem. But again, I don't know what you're supposed to do about it. There's nobody over there really that's ready to take on that starting role or that you want to give a bunch of shots to uh, or anything like that. I mean, they're going to they're gonna use Kerwin's experience and he's 
he's got enough uh, under his belt this year to where they've seen what he can do, and they're going to continue to give him uh, lots of opportunities to do that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I don't think I'm panicking yet. His last five games, we'll go six games before this, uh, you go 22, 17, 12. He had zero against UTA, but Coach McCaslin said he was sick that he game. Sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, 18 and 9. So 22, 17, 12, subtract the sick game, 18 and 9. I, I think I'd give it a couple more games in Big 12 play before I start to, to be overly concerned. Well, and again, you can be, we can be overly concerned as much as we want. It's not going to change anything. You know, sure. you, you can't yeah. really go make a trade at the deadline uh, in college <laughs> basketball. There's no. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you you don't want Lamar necessarily taking a bunch of perimeter shots all of a sudden. Uh, Demarion Williams is is kind of a great kid, but it just he's not in the mix to play a bunch. Kyron Lindsey same, uh, Ey same, Jack Francis same. So like, what what else? You know, well, you know, uh, be frustrated, be not frustrated. Yeah, we could all sit here and say he's got to play better. He's got to give you something to reach your peak, but there's no need to like panic uh or, or anything or, or get just too frustrated because he, he is what he is he's a guy that he can change your um your margin for error can go if he gives you nothing i would have thought it, it really it, it really makes your margin for error pretty small but if he gives you something all of a sudden now it's like whoo now look how yeah. good we can be kind of thing so yeah and i think i think stylistically uh with the texas game too that he shot two two shots the whole game I, I, what, where Kerwin Walton's really good is where you get guys collapsing in the paint and get kick out threes for Kerwin Walton. Um, there wasn't that opportunity a lot because you saw a lot of finishes around the rim, uh, for both Pop Isaacs and Joe Toussaint and Warren Washington. So you, you had a lot of paint touches. And if, if Texas isn't going to crash and help and open up that outside three, then Kerwin's not going to get his opportunities. I do think he, if you ask Grant McCaslin, he'd probably tell you he played really good defense last night too. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens moving forward. Obviously, you're going to want more than zero points out of him uh, in a lot of games in Big 12 play, but you more than survived it against Texas. Uh, you you thrived without his his offensive output. So, uh, big games coming up this week. Uh, obviously, um, shifting over to football, Texas Tech lands a. Uh, a new commit interior defensive lineman from uh, from Nevada. This guy has uh, one one year to play. Is that correct? Yep, yep. And it's Nevada, not Nevada. <laughs> I go I Nevada because I, I got corrected one time, and I just I know, stick yeah. with it. I, but I, I, I never know which way I'm supposed to say it. But I think one of them like offends. Are you a Gonzaga or Gonzaga guy? I, I just say it. I think I'd probably say Gonzaga, but I don't know if that's yeah. right or not. It's the same problem. It's really the same. It is the same, yeah. It's the same thing, but it like, you know, however you say it, it's like, oh, you're not from around here, are you? Boy, it just really sets you people off. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. He played for the Wolfpack. Um, that's fair. That's and he's a one-man Wolfpack that decided to show up uh, to Lubbock, Texas. Um, <laughs> nice. That was, a line, that was a line from the hangover, yeah. Um, uh, I got it. Okay, sorry. I'm uh, just <laughs> just connecting some dots there, you know, just in case. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. No, James Hansen is a he's a one year guy. This is a uh, this is a piece that you wanted to add to your roster, if not him. 
you were going to find somebody that was a, a big interior D tackle that preferably had just the one year to play. Uh, I think they're kind of big on some of these one year guys just because you get the best of them or like their last hurrah, but also they're out of here in a year. Yeah. And, and then you, you don't, you don't look at, uh, you, you know, the, the, your younger rostered players don't look at it and go, man, I still don't have a path to playing time. Sure. Cause the guy they brought in has got two or three years of play, you know, those things. So um, it, it, it allows the, those, those, the co-fields and the McAlpines and the, uh, all, all, you know, Blake Burris's and all those guys, those younger pieces that you've got on your team that really haven't, push their way through yet one more year in the oven. Uh, and you can put them with Quincy Ledette and uh, uh, due to banks and Trayvon McAlpine and guys like that, you know, that, you know, that it, it, uh, it gives you another experienced piece. He's six, two, about three Oh five, uh, not a all conference guy or anything close to it. He'd been in the portal since early December. Uh, didn't have a ton of activity, which is fairly telling. But I think they feel like surrounded by better players, and there's some things that they liked about him. Uh, good chemistry, culture guy, and all those things. I think they feel like that it's, it's a quality piece, and it's an insurance policy. Uh, but ultimately, it's right. uh, it bridges the gap between the current and and allowing your 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 pieces that are younger on campus to continue to to grow up, which is why you went after a lot of one year guys on the offensive line as well. Same premise. But you've yeah. got some dudes that you brought in on that old line now. Uh, right. I, I wouldn't say Hanson is necessarily that. Uh, however, I'd like for him to be. Uh, and if he elevates a bit and then uh, look out, you know, and we'll see what uh, Zarnell Fitch and Tim DeRuder can do with him. Uh, here's another question along those lines. This one is from Michael. It says, is Texas Tech done in the portal after the most recent ad? I think so. Yes. Uh, I think though that roster building is far from done. I think that you will see, and you may even see it by the time you publish this, uh, you know, choice in that. I think that I'm trying to be cryptic with what I say here. There's, there's, there's some potential, uh, like, I think your your AJ McCarty's last year, your Dalton Merriman's last year, your Miles Thompson's, yeah, um, your Cameron Brown uh, this year, the quarterback. These are all walk-ons. These are all guys. I think they're going to factor into your team quite a bit. And these are all like not counted toward your scholarship. These are walk-ons with the hope that we'll get placed on scholarship at some point and, and, and all that. I think you're still in that avenue, and I think there's a former. I'll just say this. There's former pretty high-profile recruits, one from Oklahoma and one from TCU, that could be joining your team as a walk-on um, initially. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, so I think the roster building continues. Um, so Portal, I think you're probably – and again, it's picked over and all that. Now, here's the thing. You're done in the Portal for now. Uh, after the spring – if certain guys go through the yeah, spring yeah. and they leave and and then other guys get in and all that stuff, I think I reserve the right to go, okay, well, now this next portal cycle, here's what you'd like to uh, to get out of it if if you if a need arises or some departures take place or whatever. So I uh, got another question football wise. This one is from Jay. It says, Level, are you surprised that there has been no coaching staff turnover for Texas Tech and will it remain that way? 
Well, it may not remain that way. You know, the coaching convention is this week um, in Nashville. There's a lot of movement and all that. I mean, I don't know if the, uh, if everything is necessarily all settled yet around the country with assistants and coordinators and all that stuff. But yeah, largely you, you, your your staff has remained untouched, and it doesn't surprise me. I think people uh, these guys like working for Joey. I think he makes it very family friendly and he's not like a crazed maniac and that you're not going to be up there till two in the morning every night, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they work smarter, not harder. I think he's a very easy guy to work for. And I think a lot of people like Lubbock and what's going on here. Um, so I don't know if I expect any movement, but however, I, I would always add the caveat that this would be very rare if it would all just come back intact. Sure. Um, and what you do lose sometimes are like those, you know, the GAs or the, the there's the ancillary parts to a staff. Those pieces may change, but as far as just straight up assistance, um, you know, could you add an analyst? Could you? Add, I mean, I don't know. There, 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 there'll be some some sort of movement. People will try to move up in the profession. I mean, that's just kind of yeah. Uh, that's the name of the game, and there's a lot of money being thrown around, specifically in the SEC and the Big Ten. Um, and so, you know, we'll see, but I don't, I don't expect major changes, uh, and you may not get many at all. Yeah. You do say that every year that it's very rare for a coaching staff to stay intact. I mean, to, to sum it up, you were, remember this from last year, you were one of 28 programs in the country that brought back your head coach, both coordinators and your starting quarterback. Yeah. So 28 out of 130 plus or whatever. Yep. And so that is just shows you and again, the quarterback is added into that mix. Uh, but you know, this is, uh, and so I, I would say that, you know, whatever that stat is now this year, cause it was Tyler Shuck that factored in, but you're going to now bring back, I guess you could still be part of that equation this year at Baron Morton. He started over half your games and finished up the season and in the bowl game and all that, and both coordinators and the head coach. Yeah. So you'll be kind of in rare air again. Stability, when it's the right stability, typically wins wins in college football. Yeah. You get the right mix and let people cook, if you will, um, and, and build it and give them time. Usually the results are pretty good. It, it uh, And so you know, we'll see what we get here. Uh, one more question from the audience. This one from Matt says, "Level, who will be the next Big Twelve champion for Texas Tech athletics?" Oh, always oh, a tricky one. Oh man, yeah. Because um, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of the we seasons. Talk, and, and, and we, yeah, it's like you know, geez, as far as like, pro- you know what. I mean, West Kittley's track. I was about team. to say indoor track is they won it last year, so yeah, and, the best. indoor outdoor. I think I think he's loaded again. I think they're yeah. supposed to be, you know. So that that would be my. It's probably uh, that's probably not the answer you were looking for, because um, that's kind of a that's the easy one. I mean, okay, what about Tom the big Stone? four? Then uh, yeah, I mean baseball's around the corner too, and they're, they're going to be a team is. this year. So I don't know, but indoor track, I think it's probably your. You're safe. Yeah, you know what? I, that yeah, that's the answer I'm going with. Yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> good answer. Yeah, I mean that's yeah because I'll, I'll that'll probably be right. Yeah. So uh, last yeah. thing, real quick before we get out of here, uh, college football playoff. If you may be watching this after it's already complete on Monday night, but um, there is it's the final one we get without twelve teams. 
man, I, I just keep watching and, and I can't wait, wait till this 12 team playoff rolls around. I don't know. How do you feel about it? I mean, obviously you well, are a fan of the big 12, so that probably helps the, the league out. Yeah. You know, choice. I, I'm uh here's the thing. Um, I think we've had so much bad that has come from the 12 team playoff i.e. a lot of the realignment has yep. been really funneled because of this. There's been a lot of uh, of things that have just collateral damage because of the expanded playoff. So with that being said, now that we're here, I'm going to enjoy the heck out of the 12-team playoff, man. Yeah. I'm going to embrace the heck out of it. Uh, I've... I've already got it on my calendar, those those four quarterfinal games on like this. It's either the 19th or the 20th or the 20th or 21st. I think that'll be kind of really just great TV. Uh, you know, here we are still a week into January. And like, you know, a year from now, we'd still be almost two weeks away from when the national championship game will ultimately be pay, played. Because I think it's not till the 20th. Uh, the 24, the 2024 season champion won't be crown until i think january the 20th of 2025 crazy because of the <laughs> yeah expanded weeks and just getting you know whittling it down you know with the quarterfinals and semifinals and buys and all this business so um so yeah that's i i will embrace the heck out of it and and you're right the big 12 champ um you know and maybe more than one depending on what 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 kind of season you put together could participate and you can yep. participate at home that's crazy that's the other fascinating thing about this absolutely is that i mean you you could get uh, some great cold weather games on campus at some of these places in in late december yep i mean yeah i don't i just you know so yeah i'm, I'm really looking forward to it and uh you know as far as the this this last one uh, yeah, depending on when you're listening, the, the most intriguing thing about this national championship game this year is that uh, um, it, it's it's really all about Jim Harbaugh to me. Uh-huh. Yeah, you've got the Jalen Polk, Texas Tech connection. Uh, I think Michael Penix is like if people had a redo on the Heisman vote, he'd I get it. Agree. Yep, he should have um, got it. But but this one is is about Harbaugh. Is this the last game that he coaches in college? I think it might be. In fact, yes. I'm, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that I think it is his Agreed. last game in college. Um, and so, and then he he's suspended. He bookends the season with suspensions. <laughs> it's yeah. wild to me. It is wild. And here and here they are playing for the whole dadgum thing. Um, and so it's a credit to him and the team and the staff that he's put around around him and all that. But that's kind of what I'm most intrigued by by this uh, this one. So, anyways, I, I probably rambled enough, Woodman. Oh, sorry. Okay. Who you got though? Michigan, Washington. I um, you know, I think Michigan's probably a little bit more well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna take Washington. I think they have the better quarterback. I think they have the better offense. Uh, but it all comes down to Washington's O-line. Can they give him enough time to 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 make some of these plays down the field? Yeah, that's where the game will be won or lost for Michigan and Washington to me. Michigan's D line is really, really good, um, and they, heck, man, they beat up Alabama. I mean, we saw that. Uh, I wasn't prepared to say that, but that's the that's the game within the game right there. If if Washington can win enough of those matchups up front, uh, I just wonder if uh, Michigan will be able to keep up offensively. Yep. Yep. So. Should be a good one. 
Lovell, it was fun again this week, and uh, hopefully we get to celebrate a lot like we did uh, this past week. Two wins yep. would be lovely. Home games, uh, home games on Tuesday and Saturday. They are monstrous. Um, yeah, they, they're winnable. Uh, you got to take advantage. As we talked about, you only get so many chances. And, uh, yeah, the Pokes and the uh, E-Mall rolling into town. And so got to take advantage. Get your tickets. Uh, hope to see people at the arena. Hope to see you there, uh, Woodman, and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see what we get. Yep, you'll hear Level and uh, Jeff Haxton on the call right here yep. on Double T 97.3. Level, have a great week. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Hope it is alive. <laughs> oh, yeah, here, this too, this too. Oh, Horn, that's fun. Down. Always, yeah. always yeah. horns yeah. down. Right. <laughs> that's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. It's been the Ask Level Podcast, brought to you by Double T 97.3. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3.